Hello everyone and welcome back to another great super cool radio interview. I'm your host as always, Matthew Thomas. Thank you so much for tuning in. And before I start talking about my guests, just a quick reminder to like this video if you enjoy it and make sure to subscribe and turn on the notification bell. That way you not miss any super cool radio interviews or episodes. I got a great guest who will be joining me momentarily. He is the guitarist for three bands and they are Faster Pussycat, Dorothy, and Butterside. He is Sam Bam Colton. In this interview, we discuss how he joined each of those bands, his favorite songs to perform for each of those bands, Jurassic Park, and so much more. So let's dive into this interview. Let's go. Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about our merch store on Threadless. Shop a wide variety of logos with multiple colors and sizes available for each design. Your support is greatly appreciated and helps us continue to make killer content like this episode. Please visit supercoolradio.threadless.com or the link in the description to shop now. I got a great guest joining me at this time. He is the guitarist for Dorothy, Faster Pussycat, and Butterside. Please welcome Sam, Bam, Colton. Where's it? Hey there. It's backwards uh, for this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but nice to have you on the show. Thanks for having me. <laughs> of course. Uh, I appreciate you coming on the show. I know we got quite a bit to discuss. You were in, uh, obviously, as I listed, uh, multiple bands. But before we get to all that, I did read in your instagram bio that you uh you are a jurassic park lover yeah uh, so my question for you and uh you feel free to include the jurassic world's movies if you are a fan of those how would you rank each uh jurassic park movie from best to worst okay uh well the the best for me teeters between the first one just because it's such a classic and it was the very first one and even though i hear a lot of people uh dislike the third one uh for me it teeters between one and three just because for some reason three has always been kind of my favorite also uh so but for for this i'm gonna go with how i'm feeling today is uh the first one is is the best number three is uh second the Lost World will be third, and then the Jurassic Worlds are all kind of interchangeable because I almost look at it as two separate things. Um, the recent one was really cool. The one that just came out last year was was really cool. Uh, you know, all the dinosaur stuff was kind of epic, uh, and so I guess I'll put that fourth, and then. Uh, the the other two just can flip flop for last place. <laughs> no, I, no, I got you for sure. I haven't actually. Uh, I haven't got to see all. Of, I've seen the, I've seen the first one. And I've seen the third one. Uh, and, and I haven't seen. I don't know for some reason I skipped the second one. I don't know why. But those are the two I've seen. I I've enjoyed both of them. I thought they're thought they're very well done. Yeah, I mean, I I'm not a huge. Uh, movie person I'm trying to get better at that it's not for any particular reason I've just always 
only played guitar and done gigs and i guess i forgot about everything else in life so it, it's not for any particular reason it's just so i'm trying to try to get better like it's just I watched all the Scream movies and then went and saw the new one and uh, trying to get better about that. No, I, I got you for sure. I mean, you were definitely uh, obviously very focused on your career and playing guitar. And I know, as, as I said, you're, you're in a bunch of different bands. So to do that, you know, you have to um, obviously kind of focus on that part of your life. But I'm, I'm glad you, uh, you are focusing a little bit on the movies as well. And you got to see all the screams. I've always seen the first three. Again, I feel like I'm incomplete with a lot of mov like movie series that like I start it or I, I watch a few and then I'm like, I kind of just forget about it until like years later. So that's kind of just how I am. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that's me too. And all these different social situations, you know, talking to different humans on the daily basis is just kind of like, you know, after a certain point, I'm like, Ooh, I have no idea what's going on here. <laughs> I have all these, you know, things that are, that kind of seem like normal things that people people do people watch movies all these different cultural things that people are are drawn to uh, so just that's that's one area of my life i'm trying to improve on i guess <laughs> <laughs> no i, I got it. or sometimes like it was with my interview sometimes people mention something and uh, like I like oh yeah 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 I know what you're talking about and then like after the interview I do my research and go okay at least I was sort of right on that but right. never for music like I always try to study up on the person's music it's usually more like a, you know the movies or pop culture or something you know sometimes I do that but um, right. I don't want to just say I have no idea what you're talking about because obviously because they're guests on my show but uh, sometimes at least social situations I go I'm completely lost I'm just gonna stand here and smile while this person talks there's so much <laughs> that can be accomplished by just smiling and nodding <laughs> exactly so moving away from the from the movies because I did want to talk about it. so um, Sam you are you currently live, live in Los Angeles correct yes so uh, when did you move to LA uh, actually this year is uh, 10 years so I uh, in Congrats. 2013 thank you Right on, ten years in Los Angeles, very nice. Survived, so, survivor. <laughs> yeah, for for sure. That's that's what I've heard. That's what some people tell me. Is you uh you don't just live there, you also survive. But um. I, I love it here, though. I love it here. There's there's certainly aspects that are crazy and always have been, but I really really love it. It's it's home for sure now. I'm, I'm glad you've made Los Angeles your home and you've been there for 10 years this year. So very happy for you uh, with that. So like outside of music, um, what, what's kind of your favorite uh, activities to do in uh, LA? Uh, really just kind of getting out and walking and like hiking, especially really like doing that. There's a lot of places around where I live to do that, where it's just kind of walking distance even, or um, it's really that or going out, hanging out with friends, seeing shows, going to the rainbow, which I did last night. It's, it's really kind of just kind of teeters between those couple things. Oh, right on. Definitely. It sounds like a really great time. Who'd you see? Uh, uh, was there any shows at the rainbow or just went there to hang out? Uh, no shows just went to, to hang out with some, some friends. And after, after rehearsal last night, went to go get some uh, late night chicken soup. Their chicken soup's amazing. And uh, so just went to hang with some friends, my uh, bandmate, Logan, who's also staying in my place right now. Uh, so, yeah, just went to hang out. Oh, right on, right on. Well, if anytime I'm, I'm in L.A., I'll definitely have to check out their, uh, their chicken soup. Oh, definitely. 
I mean, most most stuff is really great at the Rainbow. The pizza is a, certainly a legendary thing, but the the chicken soup has always kind of been something that is is really really good. I'm gonna make a mental note when I when I ever eventually get to visiting LA. The the furthest west in the U.S. I've been is Minnesota. So if you tell me I live in the Midwest, you certainly do. <laughs> <laughs> but I did want to talk about because I read um, that you you're. You uh, partake in a lot of local LA events, including uh, Soundcheck Live, Ultimate Jam Night, and the Sunset Jam. How'd you get involved in those events? Some of those uh, occur still, like Ultimate Jam Night, still uh, an occurring thing. Some things haven't completely come back since all the uh, the shutdowns and everything. But uh, those kind of came about uh, when I first even moved to LA. There was a before the ultimate jam became what it is uh, there was a small jam at this place called lucy's 51 in toluca lake and i started playing for the first band i started playing for in la the singer was was really nice and took me under his wing because he knew all the guys who would do the jams and it took me out because I came from living in St. Louis, Missouri, where I would play four to five nights a week, the entire night, like nine to one, four hour cover gigs where you take, you know, two 30 minute breaks, but you're playing like 30, 40 songs a night, that kind of thing. And so moving to LA, I was kind of going crazy a little bit because I moved to, to go to school and we can get into that or whatever. But uh, so going out to these, these jams were really kind of therapeutic and cool to see, you know, cool to see because it was different guys from different bands like Gilby Clark from Guns N' Roses and Chuck Wright, who was in Quiet Riot at that time. And uh, all these different guys who'd been in all these bands, Brian Tishy, who'd been in Whitesnake and Dio and Foreigner. And so I uh, got to play at one of those from, from that singer introducing it's like hey you should let this kid play uh so that's kind of how that started and it just snowballed more and more they chuck wright was you know very kind to to let me play and then uh steve ferlazzo with soundcheck live when they started doing those he's somebody who i mean still even to this day i probably you know he deserves more more credit in that he's just the guy is such a perfectionist that the detail i i know i'm getting a little long-winded on this but uh so those those two guys for sure i really am thankful for the opportunities well it sounds like a really great experience especially uh you know like just moving out to la and then uh, meeting these people and getting the opportunity to uh, perform the ultimate jam night so how like when you moved out to LA, would you did you ever think you'd be like you know performing with these guys and meeting these guys and learning from them? Not really. I mean, that was that was just that was crazy to me. That really just showing up, it's like, oh my gosh, these guys from all these different bands are just here jamming together and then uh, getting to jam with them. Um, you know, Gilby, who now I've I've come to to work with 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 Faster Pussycat a little bit. Uh, I when I first discovered Guns and Roses. I mean, I was like, you know, I was 12. So I got the Use Your Illusion DVDs. I didn't even realize there was a guy before Gilby. I just thought Gilby was 
so cool. So uh, it was it was really really awesome and still really really cool that these guys are so supportive and are are just really great people. Oh, definitely for for sure. And I and I know as you said you uh, you moved out to LA to um, as you said to uh, for your education to go to school. So uh, what what school did you attend and how how did that go? I went to Musicians Institute, so it's a college for music here in Hollywood, and it was pretty crazy because I was all actually set to go to college in my hometown and not really, really leave or anything. And then uh, a very close uh, family friend, uh, this guy, Buddy Blaze, who's a pretty fairly well-known uh, guitar luthier, guitar maker. And he, we were at the, the lake for 4th of July and he was asking what my plans for college were. And I told him what I was planning on doing and He's like, well, why are you doing that? You should be going to MI and you should be going to LA. And, you know, cause in St. Louis, as much as I'm, I'm, I'm very, I'm a very proud uh, St. Louisan uh, and Midwesterner, <laughs> I guess English. Uh, but uh, there's only so far that you can kind of go, you know? So there's the top, the, the top of the food chain in St. Louis are these are these couple tribute bands that play a few shows a year and it's really really great but that's kind of as far as you can go so if you're trying to go further than that you had to be someplace like here and the music the education from MI is certainly one that I wouldn't have been able to get anywhere else so uh, very eternally grateful that it not only got me here but then taught me skills that I don't think I would have been able to learn otherwise. No, I totally got you. You know, it, unfortunately, in certain regions of this uh, of the U.S., there's there there is a glass ceiling for like how far you can go in a certain area, and that's just it's just the area that you're at, you know. But like going to L.A., which you know, uh, a huge city with many huge opportunities and many clubs to play, and getting a, a great education on t you know with that to go along with all the opportunities, I think very great experience. Plus, obviously, I think it worked out very well because with all the bands I listed, I think you're doing quite well uh, right now. Uh, I appreciate it. It hasn't been, it, it's not just like you just show up to LA and then, Hey man, give me a gig. Like, you know, you, you show up and after 10 years of putting the work in and going out every night while I was in school and started touring while I was still doing school, it all, it's all just, it's all a lot of work. I mean, for for some people, I guess they just show up and and stuff happens, but that hasn't been my case. So, no, no, I got you. No, and no, that it has to have the the hard work has to go along with that, yes. like the determination, but, and to do that. But um, there's more opportunities if you put in the hard work in LA compared to like the Midwest. Is what that was the point I was going for. Well, and that's and that's why there's these certain places. That's why LA, Nashville, and New York are what they are because they're kind of these lands of opportunities and you can make of them what uh english um <laughs> the word sorry it's also you know i know it's it's 1 p.m so it's early for me uh but it's all it's all whatever you make of it yes oh, i think oh. is what i'm trying to say 
<laughs> no, I, no, I gotcha for sure. No, I um, no, there's this quote. I there's there was some musician, and I I said this in another interview, and I forgot to do my research to look up who it was. But they said that um, you know, it takes ten years to become an overnight sensation, and I can, I mean, at least from the people I've talked to, uh, your experience, my experience, I think that it's very true in the music industry. Yeah, everything takes it takes time. Really, it oh, takes oh, time. Oh. Definitely for sure. But um, I did, and I did want to talk about, so um, obviously, you know, as we said, like hard work, but also uh, just be, and sometimes it does work out at the right place at the right time with everything. Yes. But, um, you know, it does, yeah, again, it does help being what we that's, are. I know. That's the other 95% of it. <laughs> it, yeah it's it, it's that and like it's like the you know being the right place at the right time plus like all the other work that people don't see behind the scenes <laughs> yes <laughs> but um for you for moving from st louis to la was there any like a huge like cultural difference that you noticed or like a culture shock or anything that you found um just different compared to living in st louis oh for sure everything everything i mean i went from living in st louis in the house that I grew up in with my parents and my two sisters and dogs and moving to LA uh, into a studio apartment, living on my own at 18 years old and this whole getting thrown into Hollywood Boulevard, living off Hollywood Boulevard, basically on a, on a street that was adjacent to that and then having to walk the boulevard daily to go to school it was it was all kinds of culture shock man you learn a lot about yourself kind of just getting thrown into a, a situation like that so it was it was certainly crazy yeah no, no i gotcha but you know it it's the kind of situation where either like people are going to thrive in it and going to make it work and determined to make it work or they're they're gonna they're gonna drown in it, but obviously with you, you're determined to do everything to make it work. So it worked out for you. But something you know, it, it's very interesting with a situation like that. It's either one or two ways for people. Yeah, certainly. And I mean, I don't uh, drink or I, I've never had a sip of alcohol, and I've never done a drug or never tried anything like that. So uh, this is certainly a land where all that stuff is is prevalent and and there. Not that it's not in Missouri, but it's just, it's way more of a commonplace here, let's say. And so all those things are basically just right there in front of you, but I, I've never participated. So that's, that was another, certainly uh, a culture shock element to, to see, you know, it's the, it's Hollywood, it's the Sunset Strip, it's, it's, not really like it was in 1987, but uh, there's some of those uh, residual effects are still there. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I got you for for sure. So some some things stick around longer after you know 1987, and that that kind of stuff is definitely one of them. Yes. Yeah. But uh, I, and I did want to talk about so um, as I listed, you're you're in uh, three different bands for my research. Um, with uh, Butterside, Fast Pussycat, and Dorothy. So which band did you join at first? Well, Butterside, out of those three, Butterside was first. Okay. Um, but everything has been, one thing leads to another. Uh, so really kind of when I started playing more and touring more, uh, the, the first 
artist that I played for that that's kind of what connected me to Butterside because we had played a show together or two shows together and they were kind of running in the same circle and then they needed a guitar player back at the time and singer Patrick hit me up and was like uh, you know we should jam and I was like oh what is this for and it was for Butterside so I ended up doing a couple gigs with them which thank you to Facebook memories uh, the first gigs I ever did with them were six years ago from right around this time. And so that's where that started. And then other things led to, to the, the other gigs. So I would do still kind of do a bunch of local gigs just as a, as a hired gun. Those three projects are the ones that I'm, that I'm involved in, but then there's other ones that I will do when I'm in town. And just cause playing with friends and people you love to play with and, and all that stuff. So other gigs led to me meeting Elliot Lorango, who's the basis for Dorothy. And we would do gigs and we always had a really great time together. And then from all those jam nights, that's what uh, led to me meeting Ace Vaughn Johnson, who is the guitar player in, LA Guns now, but he was the guitar player with Faster Pussycat for about nine and a half years, uh, which is about 75 <laughs> in, in normal years. Um, so all those little things led to, to another. So I, I was with Butterside first, and then the Faster Pussycat opportunity came, and then the Dorothy opportunity came shortly after that. Um. Very nice. Very. Uh, I think for the chron chronological order for those, I was I was I was going to ask you about how you joined each one. So I'm glad you, you condensed that into one uh, one answer. But you know, and honestly, for the, those three kind of bands, like they're all in like the rock category, but they all have like different kind of their different own their their own styles um, in rock music. Completely. I mean, that's my my favorite part about, and why I I try really hard to keep everybody happy so I can continue to juggle the three. I know there are probably things that are going to come up where I won't be able to be in two places at once because unfortunately that's that cloning has not been invented yet, but not yet. They, not yet. Not, Elon Musk, come on, man. Uh, <laughs> but that's, that's my favorite thing. And what keeps everything really exciting and fresh is the fact that, all three are so different. So uh, uh, starting with Butterside, not for any particular reason, but just because it's fresh in my head because we just rehearsed last night. And I mean, those are my riffs and stuff now, my music and all of our music together. So that that has a certain element that is a part of me that I love. And then the Faster Pussycat thing is just good old rock and roll. And then Dorothy again is kind of like good old rock and roll, but then it's somewhere in between it's got this bluesy thing to it but this heavy thing but like i don't really even know how to describe it sometimes so all three really kind of scratch that itch of like different things that i love and uh, so it's it's really fun to get to do all three oh oh for sure especially three very uh, very talented very high caliber bands and so for like you, do you have to approach like each band kind of different mentally? It's not really that hard for me. It's just kind of like uh, my brain is like, okay, today I'm doing this. And then 
they, uh, when it's time to do Faster Pussycat, it's like, okay, I'm playing Bathroom Wall and Where There's a Whip, There's a Way. When it's time to do Dorothy, I'm playing those songs. And when it's time to do Butterside, it's, it's so not really, it's not really a big change of gear because it's all very like a natural, they're all natural. They feel natural for me to do. Like, it's not like I really have to go and hunker down and do a bunch of work to get back in the mode of doing any of them. I feel like I can, which next month I will be uh, going from doing a Butterside gig to the next day doing a Dorothy gig to the next day doing a Pussycat gig. So um, really the only challenge is just gear wise, just because a couple things on the pedal board have to be different. That's, but I, I still play Les Paul's and uh just play differently depending on the the gig no i got you so yeah, obviously it's, it's more of the gear focus because obviously as we yeah. said each band very very much different with blue with uh, dorothy kind of bluesy hard rock uh like everything pretty much everything in the rock category is dorothy uh and then obviously faster pussycat has their sound and of yeah. course Butterside. i would say it's probably i guess more like hard rock uh i guess is a good way to describe Butterside. Yeah. Uh, but so I'm glad for you that you're pretty fluid with all of it, that you're able to kind of just go as with next, next month, as you said, going from each gig each night. So I'm, I, I hope everything goes well for you for that. Thank you. And I mean, it's, it's definitely, I, I'm sure that kind of, at least I feel like it has something to do with my upbringing, I guess, in, in music, how I kind of started playing and playing in bars and playing all these different nights and not having to cover all these different kind of songs and stuff. So that's where I guess that, that area of my brain has been unlocked to know it's like, okay, to do this for, for this gig and to do this for this gig and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I think you got a very good foundation for like, uh, and discipline for, from doing all those different songs, you know, for multiple days in a week. I think you got a very good foundation to be able to do that now with more original music compared to like cover songs. It's yeah, it's kind of basically like the same thing, just instead of uh, in a in a bar in St. Louis, it's it's sometimes in an arena in front of ten thousand people or in front of a club in front of five hundred people or whatever it is, and on a professional level and all that, of course. Oh yeah, definitely for sure. You. Yeah, you know the bands you were with, and you yourself very, very professional with you know obviously everything you do from you know music, um, you know discipline, all of that stuff. But very much professional, even with your hired gun stuff. You know you you have to obviously learn the music if you you're not familiar with it, and then perform it as well. I appreciate that, thank you. But uh, yeah, I, I guess yeah, I said the word professional. I use that term loosely around here, but I, but that's that's what I'm always striving for. Yeah. Oh, for sure, definitely. No, I, I expand. I, I, I may have expanded on a little too much, but I think um, you, you get the gist of what I was going for. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, and I, I, I was curious for you, um, since obviously with all those three, with those three bands, um, do you have a favorite song from each that you like to perform live? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, with Dorothy, it's uh, the song "Down to the Bottom." That's that's kind of the number one favorite. There's a lot of favorites. Uh, on the spring tour last year, we were doing her song Wicked Ones, which I've always, always really liked. Uh, and I'm also, 
selfishly, I guess, kind of a fan of the song Made to Die off the Gifts from the Holy Ghost record that came out last year because uh, I played on certain parts of that, but that's the one that had the most parts intact uh, from stuff that got ended up getting redone and, and changed. And so playing that one live is always really fun because it's pretty high energy. Uh, and then with Faster Pussycat, uh, where there's a whip, there's a way. There's always a a favorite. House of Pain is always a favorite just because everybody usually gets pretty ecstatic over that one. And I just think it's it's such a great song and it's really fun to, to play. And then uh, I guess selfishly a little bit, I do love playing uh, the new songs that we've done that have been put out so far, like with Nola and with Like a Ghost, uh, just because it's cool to see the crowd react to those songs and be really almost just as excited about those as as the ones that the band is really famous for. And it's and then with Butterside, it's probably because we were just rehearsing some last night that we haven't played together yet, but are that are out there. So we're trying to get it together to to play these these new songs at these gigs. So I'll include Joker because that's the the latest. Well, I guess other than this Power Hour song that came out, it's Joker is the latest single. Uh, Voices is a really fun one to play, and uh, I'm gonna go with. Uh, a song "Wide Awake," which is off the the second record. So, very nice, very uh, as you said, it's very diverse with each of those bands. But very good uh, pick. Some of my favorites as well from some of those bands. Uh, what and what I really like about Fester Pussycat, like you know, like bands from that era, sometimes they just stick with those classic songs. Like they don't record or write any new music. But with Fester Pussycat, they really. Like they continue to still write and um, you know new music and record and put out albums, so I really respect them for that. We're trying to get some new new stuff together. Uh, yeah, Tammy. Tammy is he works a little. Uh, I, he says this himself, so he works a little slow, but it's uh, it's really exciting to get to be a part of a band like that's legacy now with doing this new stuff and it's really exciting just to get to try to create some stuff that hopefully the the longtime fans of the band will will enjoy so oh no definitely but uh so it, it's always it's always cool uh you know for like some of those legacy bands to still continue to do stuff even you know and you know at a slightly slower pace but they're still releasing and recording new music uh but with with all those bands, you definitely you stay very active. Uh, obviously, with not only the touring, but you said you do record for those bands as well. And I did, uh, I did really like the uh, the Joker music video for Butterside. Uh, I was watching that last night for uh, you know writing out my notes, and it just looked cool. Like I saw the, the clip of you, and I was like, hey, I'm going to be interviewing him tomorrow. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. Yeah, we. Uh, I I really like. I think we all really like how that video came out, but I certainly really like how it came out and funnily enough out of all the music videos that we've done because it's it's quite a number uh so far uh it's that probably was one of the most fun 
to do just because oddly enough, it was kind of one of the easiest to do. And then it seemed to kind of turn out the, the, the best so far. Um, all those, we've had to do some, some crazy stuff. just like trying to play in, in 10 feet of snow or the Scooby-Doo one where we all had to be the Scooby-Doo characters or the never worth it one where we're all in, we were in a, a pool of water and it was in January and it was freezing. So we're like, we've got long johns and stuff under, we're all kind of dressed all like classy and stuff, but under, we have, trash we had trash bags over our socks i had two pairs of socks on then i had trash bags over the socks and then put the shoes on to try to not have the water get into the shoes that shit was brutal dude <laughs> it was like it turned out really cool because it's like yeah we're kicking the water and then we thrash all the the instruments and stuff in the water but it's so joker ended up being as far as videos go for Butterside, it was fairly on the easy side and certainly very proud of how it came out. Yeah, it's nice when you don't have to, you know, um, obviously you can kind of show up and be yourself and uh, you don't have to worry too much about like water or costumes or stuff. You can kind of just show up. Uh, but what is it with like bands and music videos and filming like in like using water and music videos and filming it in like December or January? Like I've talked to many uh, musicians and bands like that's when they do these water scenes. And I'm like, can't you just wait like a little bit when it gets warmer? <laughs> you know, I don't know. Stuff's got to get done when it's got to get done. So uh, I don't know us trying to adhere to the release schedule that uh, we were or have been doing. And with all of us juggling other projects and stuff, it's kind of like, okay, it's got to happen now. That's, that's when it can happen. Okay. I mean, even that Joker video, I was still on tour with Dorothy. We had two days off before the last two shows of the tour. And so that was before show 39 and 40. So that, cause it was 40 shows of the tour and there were two days off. So I flew back to LA to do that video because that's when all the schedules lined up to to do it and it was like so i guess that was an element of it not being super super simple but it was cool uh, just to get to come home before getting to come home uh, and really the only thing that was difficult about that was having to get up on the the plane wing like those those shots up on that the airplane wing and that's just because like, oh my God, I had to climb a ladder. <laughs> but uh, yeah, these all, you know, I, I feel like I'm fairly easy going with stuff. I mean, we'll our, our singer for Butterside, at least our singer, Patrick, is really the, the mastermind with the video ideas. And that's something that we feel like he really excels in just trying to do stuff that's unique and he just has a he has a great thought process for that but yeah sometimes it involves stuff that it's like wait we're doing what huh hang on what what was that again <laughs> <laughs> no, I, with um you know being a musician you not only have to like perform you know on stage and do live shows but also you have to work you know the the artistic element of like you know for music videos doing all these different things as you you know as you listed with like being in water to dressing up to uh being on top of top of a plane wing you have to you have to be kind of uh easy going with like how everything's going to go with all that 
Yeah, it's it all of a sudden turns into so much more than like, wait, I just play guitar, dude. Like, <laughs> it, it all of a sudden it's like, oh wow, now I'm an actor today. Okay, this is gonna be terrible. <laughs> like, <laughs> but but it's it's really fun. They can be they can be long days, but uh, especially with the uh, the next one that we have coming out, whenever it it gets done, because it's getting close to getting done. But it's it's all CGI and it was all done on a green screen for the the next single but uh they can be long days but it's it's crazy to see how they turn out and that's really big props to not only Patrick but uh, who uh Butterside works with as a director Vicente Cordero he's really just extremely talented him and his whole team are just really great people to work with and really great at what they do and i feel like we've had and it was just completely a fluke thing that we that we met but we've had a really good run doing videos with them and just couldn't couldn't be happier oh for sure i know i was yeah, i've checked out some of the butterside videos it all you know they all look really good they always encompass the um not uh they always uh tell the song very well through like the artistic side of the visual side but i'm definitely looking forward to seeing uh the next one as you said with the cgi and um i'm, I'm curious to see how it's going to turn out me too <laughs> but <laughs> but what i've seen so far was was pretty cool on all right on uh and um before i wrap this up last question that we're talking about your plans are for the rest of this year so do you ever think there's a possibility like some festival is going to happen and uh faster pussycat dorothy and butterside are going to play it i mean i would love for that to happen um it's it's been close once or twice actually oddly enough with like pussycat was talking about being on one day and then Dorothy was going to be the next day. And I was like, yo, I'll already be there. You have one less flight to buy, but it didn't happen. Uh, so, um, but that would, that would certainly be, be really cool. I love the idea and the challenge of doing the double duty thing, you know, having to do, do a couple things even in one day. So who knows? That would be, that would be really cool to see one day well i i would just like to see it have just um obviously i know it's gonna be more work for you but at the same time to say that you were able to pull that off i think would be incredible i like i like the work and i like the the challenge of, of the thing and that's that's why uh it's again even though i already kind of said why it was so so fun to do all three gigs or even the you know some of the the bands that i'll do stuff with in la there's this band called analog party that are really great friends that it's just the the challenge of at least for them is there's so many different tunings and having to play not in like a normal standard guitar tuning to where if i didn't love soundgarden it probably wouldn't make sense to me but it makes sense to me and i figure it out um but it's just the the challenge and the and the work is is really what excites me and fuels the fire i guess as whatever i don't know <laughs> I, I, I don't know I, I, no, sometimes you, the train of thought just crashes 
and it like it's going so good and then it's just like done and it's like wait the sentence isn't over <laughs> well, <laughs> you, you you started out good the train was picking up speed and then um then it just came to a stop like your, your brain thought the sentence was over when it really wasn't but um i i know what you mean but yeah see, with you like you are you're up for those challenges you are very determined and like motivated to do all this so like those stuff like might intimidate other people but like you're to me you're like yes let's do it you know what let's let's bring it on let's do it i think that's what i was trying to say but in english yeah that's why i'm the host yeah. I, I get i can smooth out that kind of stuff. <laughs> you can translate for the people <laughs> exactly. that's my job as a host i have to make stuff not make sense make sense and i think i did a good job with that um so for for you so uh as i'm wrapping up this interview what are the plans for dorothy faster pussycat and butterside for the rest of this year and plans for yourself as well what are like the goals for uh, the rest of this year for yourself as well just to work as much as possible last year really how stuff worked out it was for me it was the the best year ever i was basically on the road for about eight months straight so uh, I'm not, I'm a little thankful on one hand that there isn't so much like straight touring lined up so far that it's a little kind of sporadic, but, uh, right now, uh, the first thing up is, uh, there's a local LA show with Dorothy at the Troubadour here in LA, which I'm really excited about because out of all the like venues associated with the sunset strip, even though the Troubadour isn't actually on the strip, it's, it's strip adjacent, uh, that's the one that I haven't played. I've played the Whiskey, the Viper Room, the Roxy, even played House of Blues Sunset before it closed, but haven't played the Troubadour yet. And the show is sold out and she has some surprises in store. And so just really excited for that for sure. And then there's a bunch of shows coming up, uh, sporadic fly dates and stuff where there's like radio festivals with Breaking Benjamin and falling in reverse and pretty reckless on a bunch of these shows so those are what's next for pastor pussycat we have a couple local la shows april 14th at the whiskey and april 16th at the rainbow parking lot party so those will be really fun to do two in one weekend and then uh, faster pussycat does the monsters of rock cruise at the end of april which i will be joining midway because of bookending the cruise with shows with Dorothy. And then uh, Butterside has a local LA show at the end of April, April 26th, a KLOS new and approved sponsored show at the Viper Room. And then we do Welcome to Rockville on May 18th. So that's really exciting to that we, we are on a, a Danny Wimmer festival because I've got to do a few of those with with Dorothy so far because she's kind of in that that pool of artists. And uh, so to get to do it with, with Butterside, we're very, very excited about that. So that's what's coming up in the immediate, immediate future. <laughs> and uh, more music from Butterside for sure is coming. More music from Fast Puscat is for sure coming. And Dorothy probably at some point too. <laughs> 
<laughs> right on. You got you got a very busy. You only covered like April and May uh, with that, so I know you very very busy uh, schedule. That's you. that's the only that's as far as my brain can think. I no, have. I I, dude, <laughs> I got to do it. You know, with three bands, you got all the dates right for all that. Now I I totally understand, but no, it sounds like very busy. But that, again, that's only like you know that's like a week you know two weeks you know later um, going on for April and May. So. I, uh, I'm glad you're staying busy, and I do hope you have a great 2023. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. And thank you for having me. This was really fun. I appreciate it. Hey, that's what I go for. And Super Cool Radio, having fun, having a great conversation. But Sam Bam Colton, thank you so much for hanging out with me here on Super Cool Radio. Thanks, dude. I don't know what. <laughs> it's all good. I'm, I'm going to close it out. I will leave some links for all the bands uh, and for Sam Bam in the description of this podcast. Sam Bam Colton, thank you for hanging out with me. I'm your host always, Matthew Thomas. Thank you so much for watching and listening to Super Cool Radio. And remember, stay frosty.